0: Welcome aboard the Piano Raft. I hope you enjoy your stay. I've pulled the boat 127 miles from Liverpool to Leeds. That's one stretch. When I'm saying I'm delivering a piano from Liverpool to London, i will given us a 1 to 25 years to complete the mission. People assume that I'm going to just be pulling it of a rope. Now that's nuts, because when I get to Leeds, there's river. Before the piano raft was even conceived in any possible way, the initial birth was an image of being on the water in the summertime, in, by a, like a field, and, and I had the piano beside me and I was just tinkering around on the piano and I was on a raft. There was no cabbing, there was no, it was just a piano and a raft and, and water and stillness, a summer stillness. I think when the people look at the boat, they. Th- they initially, they think, wow, imagine what it must be like to live on that. It looks like Howe's Moving Castle. I don't know if you know, know house Moving Castle, but it's a strange magic, I think, because when, because it's this, it's this moving house. But when it's moving, it's not like Howe's Moving Castle. It's silent. Sometimes you don't hear a sound and it's moving. I can't even hear it trickling through the water because it's going so slow. It's funny. I I I kind of go back and think, "Well, what was going on there? What did I plan to?" I don't I don't even know what my mind was doing then. Anyway, I gave it a pull and went, "This is all right." And then when I fancied sort of moving a bit up the way, I just did. So I tied a rope to it and tied a rope at the, the back and the front and um, I started pulling it and thought, thinking well, this actually moves quite well, it, it glides quite nicely and it gave me an understanding of of what, what it is to move a boat. So the piano's been with me all, all along from the very beginning. Um, I ended up putting it out on the deck because I just needed the space. This was in spring, uh, so I put the piano out on the deck, but I completely wrapped it up. I'd been to see my son, and when I'd got back, I'd found that someone had pulled the insulation out, and uh, that there had been a lot of rainfall, and all the keys had bloated together, and i thought oh maybe i can sand that down and i can still repair these things i could have but the but the boat was really getting beaten up at that stage and uh, i was looking at it thinking oh, am i ever going to be on this winning point where i'm not just saving it so in the end i just ripped off the tarpaulin and exposed the piano to the elements the piano's like a carcass, or the the body, the the skin, is, you know, that that's it's all dropped off. The piano has emerged; it's it's become like a growth over the boat, and it's spread itself. It's it's like I, I wear the raft because I'm in it. I'm in the cabin. I've worn it as as a protection from the elements. I don't know how I managed last year. Last year was my, one of my hardest years, and that's when I thought, you don't, you don't want to be thinking that after after um, that would be five years, my fifth winter,' it's my sixth winter. And last year was one of the hardest. It was so windy and so cold. I, I mean, I wasn't keeping. When I first went on the water, it, it just rained and rained and rained just didn't stop, and I thought, "Christ, this is what it's just like up north." As soon as the weather kicked in on the first season, it started ripping it up, and I came back, and I got into my boat, and it was windy and rainy, and I was like, "Why is it raining inside?" And I lost a, a, it had a fiberglass roof, and I lost eighty-five percent of it, it ripped off, and then I realised it was just a very thin bit of ply between me and the sky. I mean, I described it as just like living in a cupboard in, in, a, in a field in the, in, in the middle of winter. This, this area was what I started with. It was a sort of empty shell. Piano was in here. All my tools, everything that I need. So there was no space. I didn't have a bed. I just, I just, I just sort of curled up in my overalls at the, at the beginning. Sounds pretty grim, that. Yeah, but, but I've slept in worse conditions than that. I mean, I've slept out there as a so-called bedroom, and there wasn't even a wall in minus four. The, the, thing, the thing that's been really difficult about the journey is that I've gone through all many different places, and there could be some rough areas, and, and uh, the boat's super vulnerable. I had a load of people sort of jump on the boat. My hull at the time was a few barrels and, and a bath. And uh, there was a bath, literally pushing it up, and uh, um, and then more people got on, and the, the water went. It went down low enough and filled the bath, and uh, and the whole and the whole thing sunk. So then you just so. So then there was a point where I was like. I can't be messing around like this. I'm in an industrial town. I'm gonna put out a newspaper report. Boatman needs saving. Uh, Desperately searching for barrels, you know. Can you help? And then I got, in one go, I got about 15 barrels. You know, it's just... It's the virtues of failure, isn't it, really? I think that when when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I go to is the fire, and it's not just the heat. I think it's because it, it's something that breathes. <laughs> it's, some, it's an alive thing, you know. There's a lot of energy that's coming out of that, and it's breathing. It's, it's a Boatman wood burner. Pretty standard one. It's not like a deluxe sort of burner, you know. But it 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 pumps out the heat. I should have it lower. It's I don't have it low to the ground so that you know the heat can go out more. I prefer I prefer just this this sacrifice of just not having it lower because I like to sit by it and it to be it's not eye level, but it's my TV. Stall that I perch on, and uh, and um, usually get my my little hand axe and let uh, me just get a, chop up a load of little matchsticks, turn the wood into matchsticks as much as you can, and uh, you know, get them they're that thin. Me get little flaky bits and um, start your fire that way. Last year I didn't have wood, and I was I, I arrived in the centre of Leeds and I uh, didn't know anyone, and, and and I just literally just had to sort. Of, I just find myself like going out like at three o'clock in the morning, and just picking up a pallet and. I was in a skip, and clubbers are going, oh, what are you doing, and stuff. I'm thinking, sod off, I'm cold. Initially, I didn't actually have a wood burner when I first set out, uh, just for the first few months. So I got it in about late November, December, so it was cold. <laughs> it was cold before it. There's, there's a lot of times throughout the summer I, I want the fire on. I just have to have all the windows open and just have the, the fire going. Is, it's just great company. It breathes. Quite interesting to want to just be by something that breathes. My journey has been points where I've had to, you know, I've not had water and I've had to go down to the farm and collect the water and, <laughs> and it being yellow. And you think, oh, my God, they go, oh, no, it's fine. It's just gone through, you know, it's just come down the stream. There's a lot of minerals in the the, there. And you're like, really, I've (laughs) I've just got to boil it. So I just boil it out, I boil all, all that. But I mean, I've not lived, I've normally lived out of the tap, you know, not most of my time, but there's been times where I've been caught and thought, oh, bloody hell. I've got to go and knock on the door and ask for water. Okay, I've just put the coffee pot in the fire and closed the door. You know, when it's raw, the fire's roaring like this, it can heat up quite quick. I've got a little strainer here. So I'm pouring the coffee, holding these kind of scissor grips obviously the the pot is baking hot it's hot my kitchen's very compact um, but it's I would say it's definitely the kitchen of a of a cook you know I do like to cook everything's sort of displayed in glass jars nothing's sort of exposed it, it can't be because you know Previously I've had sort of rodents on here and stuff. Those days are gone now, I think that's, they can't get in. They used to be able to get in though, I used to find a way, but they can't do that now. But I'm making pancakes. I used to make them all the time. You know, like most more, especially with my son, who likes pancakes and things. My washing ritual begins with starting a fire, getting it super piping hot with some nice dry wood. It rapidly heats up the top of the wood burner and the heat travels through a silver bowl where tiny little bubbles of water form on the inside, getting hotter, forming around the metal surface like clams. I have a a tea towel that I put the put into the silver bowl and, and we have a spitting of as the water hits the surface. It's like a little bit of a, a mini sauna as I stand naked in front of the the wood burner with the fire door open. It's really nice to have this glow, that, that hot glow from the fire uh, hitting your skin. I guess the canal suits me and canal life suits me, not just for being nomadic, but also because it is this forgotten highway and a, a lot of the, the, the journey I, I get left alone. You could go through some cities and um, and feel like you're really hidden still. To be alone is, can be a, a really terrifying thing. And I found that, that interesting. I'm quite happy to be alone. I think Osho really sums it up well. He's, he's a, he calls it alonement. It's the art of alonement. I like that. That's good. You know, I get that, um, and I guess that can be solitary. It's very easy to get cabin fever. I've had that quite a lot, especially in the winter when you're living in next to a wood, and it's just, it's <laughs> just you and and no one. As the story goes, the journey ends. In nineteen years' time, I think now uh, in London, and I would have delivered a, a piano uh, i 'm not sure how that delivery takes place I, th- I think you can deliver a performance. I did think about just selling the the harp maybe just the harp is becomes this valuable thing that, you know this this has been taken all around England and I do think that the harp would be would have grown uh, well and truly into the whole structure and so it would be kind of inseparable. The whole boat becomes a piano raft, the instrument becomes piano raft. My quote that I carry with me is, uh, um, live within the feeling you are running to and i feel like that's what i've done with the, the piano raft I, I i imagine this kind of luxury on the water and being able to play and i've done nothing but struggling with with it but but nonetheless the struggles be, you know within the midst of it I, i'm feeling like wow this is it i've actually arrived and that's when i'm feeling of a high vibration i'm feeling great uh, and uh That's one thing I'd like to stick to, live within the feeling you are running to.